Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. One, two, three. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Forgotten True Crime by Oki Investigations. The true crime podcast where we tell the stories of crimes that happened long ago. If you're a true crime fan, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. That way, when we have new episodes, you will be the first to know. Also, check us out on our Facebook page, Forgotten True Crime, Oki Investigations. And visit our blog at truecrime.blog, where we post a lot of the cool things that we find on each episode. This episode, Silent Night, Deadly Night, Part 3, has a lot of exciting stuff for you to dig into. So make sure you go there and check it out. Parts of the story may contain opinions and speculations and should be treated as such. These stories depict violent crimes of all types and may be a trigger for some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. This story discusses suicide. If you or anyone you know is suicidal, please call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. It's a United States-based suicide prevention network of over 160 crisis centers that provides 24-7 service via a toll-free hotline with the number of 1-800-273-8255. It is available to anyone in a suicidal crisis or emotional distress. Hello, everyone, and we are still in the 12 Days of Murder series. From now until the new year, I will be debuting several new episodes that are Christmas-themed. Many of these cases are ones that you've probably never heard of before. So make sure you subscribe to the show. That way, when we have new episodes, you will be the first to know. Check out truecrime.blog and our Facebook page, Oki Investigations, for some bonus stories as well. I hope everyone's having a great holiday season. It has been very busy for me, but I've been enjoying it. I do have a programming update for next month. Uh, Seeing that it is the start of the new year, I want to spend next month getting caught up on researching and writing. So there will be a couple of episodes and bonus content that will come out in January of 2022. Doing this is going to help out for the whole entire year and staying ahead in content. Also, these podcasts live and die on the word of mouth. If you can be so kind, please let others know about the show. It helps us grow and we're able to provide better and better content down the road. So the gist for next month is we're going to have a couple bonus episodes come out, maybe one actual episode. And in February, we're going to pick back up with the weekly series. And that way we're working several episodes ahead. It helps me not be up against the wall of getting content out constantly all the time. 
So I thank you all for your patience. Today we have an extraordinary episode. If you remember our last two episodes, we have covered a sad story of Elizabeth Ford Griffith. She died on Christmas Eve in unusual circumstances. She died in Dr. Schott's office, her employer, in 1919. While he was supposedly out delivering presents, Dr. Schott was believed to be the murderer. But the prosecutor failed to convince a grand jury of his guilt, and he was allowed to be set free with no charges against him. Personally, I believe that Dr. Schott killed poor Elizabeth. He was jealous of her pending marriage, and perhaps the holiday set him over the edge. He found a young 13-year-old girl who would be his alibi and used her to save his own life. Now, eight years after that grand jury decision, on April 17, 1928, police are again summoned to Dr. Schott's new sanatorium because another murder has taken place. Around 1.45 p.m. in the afternoon in Louisville, Kentucky, Lieutenant John Guttermuth received a phone call about a reported shooting at the local sanitarium. He was one of the first officers to have arrived on the scene. As he walked inside, he was met by a man named Dan Newman. Dan was a nurse at the sanatorium. He told Lieutenant Guttermuth that he killed Dr. Schott in self-defense, and he was now dead. Dan continued and said that the doctor was verbally assaulting him and the staff and that he reached into his pocket as if he were pulling out a gun. That's when Dan pulled his own gun and shot the doctor before he could shoot him. The officers took Dan into custody and brought him back into the station. From his admission, he could be let go if this was indeed in self-defense, like he said, but they needed to hold him just to make sure. He could also be facing murder charges if it came to it. Lieutenant Guttermuth walked into the kitchen where Dr. Schott's body was. The doctor was on the floor. He was actually kind of in the doorway. He was shot three times, once in the heart, once in the shoulder, and once in the liver. It was noted that the doctor smelled of alcohol. It was also noted that the doctor did not have a gun on him. When Nurse Dan pulled the gun and shot the doctor, he shot an unarmed man. Further investigation showed that Dan had fired the gun five times. Two bullets missed and struck the room behind him. Detectives then interviewed the only witness of the shooting, Miss Frances Beckley. Miss Beckley stated that the doctor had awoken a patient in the sanitarium and that he was berating her. And then he shouted at Miss Beckley to put her to bed. Then he noticed that a key was not in the door to the kitchen where it was supposed to have been left. He then turned back and started shouting and cussing at Miss Beckley. She is just a cook, by the way, not a nurse. It was her job just to operate the kitchen, not take care of the patients. 
That's when Dan stepped in and told the doctor that he could not treat his employees that way. The two got into a heated argument, which then ended with Dr. Schott being killed. Dr. Schott had been spiraling out of control for some time now. Ever since he was accused of Elizabeth's murder, he had never really gotten back to normal. Instead of a private practice, Dr. Schott decided to open up a sanatorium. The first one he opened up actually burned down. He made the news when he helped rescue several nurses from the building. He also made the news when he wrecked his car in 1925. The woman that was with him sued him for several thousand dollars because he was driving so recklessly. She refused to say why she was in the car with the doctor, just that he was driving unsafe when they wrecked. In the months that led up to Dr. Sh- Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Shots death. He had been drinking a lot. One nurse stated that she had been working there for several months and had not seen the doctor sober once. There were rumors that Dr. Schott was having affairs with nurses and clients alike. He treated women as if they were something to possess. A toy, nothing else. Dr. Schott's body was laid to rest on April 19, 1928. He was buried in a lot adjoining the one that contained Elizabeth Griffith. He was not buried right next to her like he once stated that he wanted to be. Meanwhile, Dan Newman was not as lucky with a grand jury as Dr. Schott was. Dan was charged with murder. The detectives were able to show that not only was the doctor unarmed, but it also appeared that he was trying to get away from Dan and had presented him with no danger. The idea that self-defense could be used in this case made really no sense to the state and the prosecutors. A man running away from a gun doesn't really present much of a danger to the shooter. The coroner's jury also came to the same conclusion. Although they do not assign full legal guilt, they concluded that it was Dan who killed the doctor. Now, longtime listeners to the show know what a coroner's jury is. I'll give a brief example here. A coroner's jury is like any other jury, except these individuals are medical doctors. Depending on the state, they examine the body and make a conclusion of how they died. And in some states, they investigate the crime 
and name who they think was responsible for it. So throughout history, these were used very often. It provided a more fair basis for a trial. So one doctor cannot skew the results for the state or the defense when you have 11 other doctors also looking over your shoulder, making their own decisions. Dan Newman's trial began on June 11, 1928, just two months after Dr. Schott's murder. The state explained the circumstances of the crime to the jury, that the doctor was unarmed and presented no threat to anyone. The detectives testified to what Dan's actions were when they first arrived on the scene, how he admitted to killing the doctor, and he handed over the weapon that he brought to work. Through testimony, they were able to let the jury know that the doctor was trying to leave the room when he was shot and killed. But when it came to the defense, they came up with a very unique strategy. They called witnesses that spoke about the doctor's excessive drinking. They talked about the wild parties that he threw and how he treated women horribly on the regular. They interviewed the nurses who were talking about affairs that he had with multiple women and that he was always drinking while at work. They then called Dan Newman to the stand. He told of a story of how several months before the shooting, he was spending time with Dr. Schott while he was heavily drinking. Dr. Schott confided with Dan that he killed not once, but twice and had gotten away with two murders. He bragged that he could not be taken down by anyone. Dan didn't like where this conversation had gone, and he changed the subject. But the next day, the doctor remembered what had been said, and that now someone knew of his past crimes. Ever since then, Dr. Schott began to treat Dan horribly, He even threatened him several times, and witnesses were called that had heard these open threats. This is why Dan was carrying a gun to work. He was afraid that Dr. Schott would try and kill him, just like he did his last two victims. On the day of the shooting, Dr. Schott was in a rare mood. He was treating everyone horribly. And Dan had had enough when he saw him screaming at the cook. So Dan told Dr. Schott that he could not treat his employees that way. The doctor started yelling at Dan, and then he reached into his pocket as if he were grabbing something. Dan mistaked it for a gun, and so Dan pulled his gun first and shot the doctor. He told the jury that he didn't want to, but he felt like his life was indeed in danger. The case was handed over to the jury. They deliberated for only 31 minutes. When they came back, everyone felt as if they knew what the verdict was. It was never a good sign for the defense when they came back this quickly. The jury found Dan Newman not guilty of murder. It was said that Dan bounced up and down in his chair joyfully when the verdict was read aloud. 
Afterwards, members of the jury came down and shook Dan's and his counsel's hands. The state prosecutor was furious at this judgment. He asked the judge to throw out the self-defense plea and convict Dan for murder. He also asked the judge to sentence him to 20 years in prison. But the judge struck that idea down quickly. This case is very odd start to finish. This is one of those cases that could have gone very bad very quickly for Dan. But the jury sided with him and believed in his testimony enough to let him off on self-defense, even though the doctor was unarmed. Now don't get me wrong. I have minimal sympathy for Dr. Schott. I believe that he murdered Elizabeth and got away with it. I also believe Dan when he says that Dr. Schott admitted to killing two people. It makes me wonder who that second person could be. The only time I could think of him actually maybe getting away with a murder is maybe during the time when he had a fire at the sanatorium before, but I didn't read of any deaths, but I didn't look into it too hard. But um, in many ways, I also think that Dan also got away with murder here. Yes, he was threatened by the doctor, but I don't believe it was enough to really say, hey, I killed him. It was self-defense. He was unarmed trying to get away. <laughs> just, it doesn't all kind of fit together for me for some reason. But for personal reasons, I don't hate that Dan was not charged for killing Dr. Schott. Given his past actions, I, I don't hate it. So... That's just me, though. But this is all the time I have for today. I hope you all enjoyed this short series. I'm going to work on uh, more Christmas. I'm going to work on some more Christmas themed stories for the podcast and also a few that's going to debut on the website truecrime.blog. So make sure you go there and check those out. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. I will see you all next time. See ya. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.